Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now save $30 on the American-made steel FS56 RCE trimmer. Real steel. The FS56 RCE is made in America of U.S. and global materials. Offer valid through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Welcome in to Outkick the Show. I'm your fearless leader, Clay Travis. I hope that all of you are having fantastic Mondays. Uh, I am here with you all week long. Uh, Encourage you, by the way, right off the top to go read Mary Catherine Ham's piece. I'm going to talk about it a little bit uh, in my discussion. You can see that I'm wearing my uh, University of Georgia Outkick shirt here uh, as it pertains to the awfulness that happened in Athens over the past few days uh, involving Lake and Riley. We're going to get to that. We're going to talk about court storming. We're going to talk about the South Carolina primary results. Big social media case in front of the Supreme Court, what it could mean. Uh, How are sports rights a major driving force, in my opinion, behind what's going to happen when it comes to big tech soon, I believe, to invest uh, invest big money uh, in big media. But I want to tell you right off the top here, my friends at Prize Picks will hook you up in a big way. They're America's number one fantasy sports app, over 3 million members. Unlike other apps, on Prize Picks, you against the number. No sharks out there, no competitive leagues. All you do is pick more or less on two to six player stat projections. Watch the winnings roll in. In basketball, for instance, can be points, can be rebounds, can be assists. All of that happening right now. I've got a little guy saying hi to everybody. Hi, James. You want to come say hi? You can win up to 100 times your money with as little as four correct picks. You can turn $10 into $1,000. Quick withdrawals, easy gameplay, enormous selection of player sports stat types. That's what makes Prize Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. I'm going to give you a few picks later this week, uh, and uh, in particular, On Wednesday, we got a lot of big college basketball games. We're coming into March Madness soon. You are going to absolutely love it. It's going to be a lot of fun. I'm encouraging you right now, go download the Prize Picks app. Get code OUTKICK for a first deposit match up to $100. That is, you put in $100, they'll give you $100 back. It is a phenomenal deal. Where else can you get $100? By putting down $100, you put in $10, you put in $20, you put in $30, $40, $50. They'll match up to $100 everything that you deposit. Prize picks. Pick less, pick more. It's that easy. Get $100. Go to prizepicks.com and use the code OUTKICK right now. You'll be glad that you did. Must be present in certain states and Canadian provinces. Void where prohibited. Visit prizepicks.com for restrictions and details. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now save $30 on the American-made steel FS56 RCE trimmer. Real Steel. The FS56 RCE is made in America of U.S. and global materials. Offer valid through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. All right. We got a lot to dive into with you. I wanted to talk about the biggest story coming out, it feels like, of the sports universe this weekend. 
uh, which was Wake Forest. Congratulations to head coach Steve Forbes. They beat Duke, and their fans all stormed the court in the immediate aftermath. Wake Forest, fantastic school, by the way. Uh, I thought about going there undergrad, uh, really considered it. My kids may end up applying there. Uh, Duke, too, by the way. It's a battle of uh, two really good North Carolina private schools there. So, and then during the storming, you end up with the injury to Filipkowski. I don't know how significant that injury is. Adam, you can let me know how significant that injury is if there's been any update. He had to get helped off the court. Um, what I have seen suggests that it's not going to be some sort of seismic injury. But it comes on the heels. You get students running on the court or on the football field. Players and students come into contact. Fans and players come into contact there are sometimes injuries associated with this. So I asked the question, I think the poll went up uh, on Saturday, should you allow court storming? And some of you say, what do you mean allow? It's banned now. Yeah, it's banned in the context that you have to pay a fine, but it's not banned in the context that you actually end up with a significant punishment if you're a student who runs on the field. For instance, uh, I was just at the Super Bowl and If you try to run on the field at the Super Bowl, you get tackled, you get prosecuted. There's a significant penalty that then is brought to bear against you. You run on the field at a college football game. You run on the field at a college basketball game onto the court. There's no real significant punishment. So if you gave significant punishments, and I'm not talking about a $100,000 fine or something of that magnitude, I'm talking about the individual students would have penalties, then it could grow, I think, to be a more substantial uh, uh, restriction. And I think people would do it less. 55% of you said yes, I believe, that it should be, that is court storming, court banning, field storming, field banning, should be banned. Uh, 45% of you said that it should not. So this is close to a 50-50 related issue. My own opinion, selfishly as a fan, who has occasionally participated in court storming or field storming, I like it. Uh, I think it makes college sports unique. Um, I loved watching Tennessee pour onto the field against uh, against Alabama, for instance. I think that was the first field storming that had happened in Neyland Stadium in over 20 years. But I think it should be relatively rare. It shouldn't be something that is going to... Uh, to be something that occurs all the time. And uh, Duke's coach said he's not sure if Filipkowski is going to be able to practice yet. There hasn't been medical imaging on the knee yet. At some point, but I've said this too, so I like it, but at some point a player or coach is going to get injured in the process. You just got thousands of people running onto a field or running onto a court. It is inevitable, and I think it's going to suddenly end. And people are going to say, why in the world did we allow this? We don't allow it in any pro sport. Uh, The only place this is permissible is college, and I think it'll get snuffed out in a hurry. That's where I think we're headed. I think 10 years from now, field storming and court storming will be non-existent. I'm not saying I agree with it. I just think that's where we're headed and the Filipkowski situation is a good example of it. We also now have way more video feeds. Everybody's got a camera in their hand. 
So when players, this happened with, I think, Jermaine Burton uh, with Alabama football, shoved a girl and it turned into a big story at the University of Tennessee when it happened last year. This is going, I think, to become more and more commonplace. That is, there's viral video incidents of player or fan misbehavior. Fans can yell at players. Fans can shove players. Players who are frustrated, as you can well imagine, having just lost a game. You're putting emotional context, uh, people on different sides of an emotional spectrum, in face-to-face interaction that often goes bad. So I think it's going to be completely out of the sport within a decade. And if there is ever a significant injury that occurs, it's going to end even faster. So if Philip Kowski, for instance, is out for the season from this, then almost immediately you will see a demand that this be stripped out of all sports. Uh, and I think that's going to be unfortunate because, again, I love watching court storming. As a kid, I participated in it, a college kid. Uh, and also field storming, same thing. It's great to see. I think it makes college sports unique when it occurs rarely. But I don't think it should be happening all the time. And I thir- certainly don't think it should be happening every uh, every year. Uh, this should be something that occurs rarely when you have a major upset. Um, and, uh, and so those are my thoughts in general on Wake Forest storming the court uh, against Duke. All right, that is my – let me also give you – uh, a building out of this, I have a big piece up. I don't know. I wrote it on Saturday. It's probably two or 3,000 words. If you like sports business, I would encourage you to go read it at OutKick. You can type in my name. Um, I've been thinking a lot about where we're headed, where business in the world of sports is headed. And to me, it is inevitable. You can flag this. Maybe I'm six months ahead. Maybe I'm two years ahead. But it is inevitable. It is a question of when, not if, that big tech companies, that is Amazon, Apple, Google, maybe Netflix, which I'm counting as a tech company based on streaming, it is inevitable to me that those big tech companies are going to buy Disney, ESPN, Fox, CBS, which is Paramount, and NBC, which is Comcast uh, in general. It feels inevitable. And my personal prediction is Apple buys Disney, the whole company, uh, that uh, Amazon ends up buying Fox, that Paramount gets acquired by Netflix, and that Comcast Universal gets purchased by Google. For much of the last decade, there was a discussion about whether the big tech companies were ever going to get involved in sports rights. And they kind of flirted around the edge, and a lot of the times they would say publicly, well, we don't think sports is a great business, so we're not really planning on getting involved. That was their statement that they would make on a public arena. And then you look recently. Amazon has got Thursday Night Football and a new relationship with the regional sports networks where they try to put on local team sports. Uh, Netflix just spent $5 billion, that's billion with a B, on WWE uh, programming, not to mention Drive to Survive, PGA event, quarterbacks. They're doing a lot of different sports-related programming. Um, Google, through YouTube, which Google owns, has bought the NFL Sunday ticket, 
which is a huge deal for out-of-market NFL fans. And uh, you look at Apple, they have the MLS. They tried to buy the rights to the Pac-12. They are circling and being interested in many different sports rights out there. So now that Apple, Amazon, Netflix, and Google have all gotten involved in the game of sports itself, it feels inevitable to me that they are going to buy CBS, Fox, CBS, which is Paramount, Fox, uh, Disney, ESPN, and Comcast. And my prediction, like I said, is that Apple is going to end up buying Disney. Amazon is going to end up buying the Fox assets. CBS is going to be Paramount purchased by Netflix. And that Google is going to end up buying Comcast. Now, the reality is this is something that might require a new administration because Lena Khan, who heads up the Federal Trade Commission, has been basically shooting down any merger. Today, she shot down Albertson's merger with Kroger in the grocery market because she said that was going to increase cost to consumers. They fought JetBlue and Spirit. They basically fought everything. They didn't want Activision to be able to be purchased by Microsoft. They will fight it, but given that we're about eight months away from an election and that Trump is now favored to win that election, if you were gambling right now at the end of February, and I'm going to get into some of the numbers that are out there that have to be making the Biden administration particularly nervous, given where we are, uh, it feels to me like in 2024, one of these big tech companies is going to move. And as soon as one of these big tech company moves, everybody else will follow. Again, it feels absolutely inevitable that this is where we're headed. I would encourage you, if you're at all intrigued by this, I would encourage you uh, to go check out my story that is up right now on OutKick, breaking down all of the angles of that. Uh, I want to talk for a minute about something serious. I'm wearing my Athens OutKick shirt because of the tragedy of Lake and Riley that just happened on the University of Georgia's campus. My own son, my 16-year-old, was on the University of Georgia's campus for a high school event this weekend. Uh, he got back on Monday. He said you could hear and feel the city of Athens and the campus itself mourning the first death on campus, the first murder, in 30 years in Athens. And it should have never happened, and it should never be permitted to occur. Uh, Lake and Riley, 22-year-old, University of Georgia student, who now is getting her nursing degree at a college there in Athens. She was murdered by a stranger who should have never been in this country. An illegal alien from Venezuela came into this country, ended up in Athens County, sorry, Athens, Clark County, which is a, uh, which is a safe place for a sanctuary zone for illegal immigrants. The illegal immigrant had been arrested in New York City. He had reportedly also already been arrested in Athens, that is Clark County. Double arrests, no consequences for those arrests so far, allowed to illegally enter this country, and Lake and Riley is now dead because of it. Joe Biden has blood on his hands. This is a direct result of Joe Biden's open southern border. 
And people out there can say, well, murders happen all the time. Yes, and I'm opposed to all of them. And if we can do something that limits the number of murders that occur in this country, I think we should do it. Shut down the southern border. Lake and Riley would be alive today, I really do believe, if Donald Trump were president of the United States. I don't think we would have had at least 8 million illegals enter the country if Joe Biden had not been president of the United States. Um, And if we didn't have these crazy soft-on-crime policies. We shouldn't have illegals in this country. We should lock up criminals. Both sides, by the way, I've been arguing it for a long time. In Washington, D.C., which is in the process of setting, potentially in 2024, yet another all-time high for murders, the average murderer who is arrested for murder has been arrested 11 times before. 11 arrests. The way to stop violent murders is to take violent criminals off the streets and keep them there. Chances are, if your loved one is a victim of a crime in America, they are going to be murdered by someone who has already been arrested for violent crime before. It's very rare that someone who has never committed a crime before suddenly snaps and commits a murder. Usually, murder is a progression in a crime severity. Starts off smaller, keeps growing all the way until there's a murder. Sometimes, the person who is arrested for murder has already been arrested for murder before and already been released out onto the streets. This shouldn't be happening. Joe Biden's going down to the border on Thursday. Donald Trump's going to be down on the border on Thursday. I think Donald Trump should go to Athens. And I think he should have a rally to support the life and memory of Lake and Riley and try to ensure that there will not be any other Lake and Rileys in this country. Got a great piece from Mary Catherine Hamm that is up on OutKick. She is a former Georgia student. She's an alum. She used to run alongside of that uh, lake right on campus where so many Georgia students exercise. This could have been anyone. Could have been your daughter, could have been your granddaughter, could have been your sister, could have been your girlfriend. This is completely unacceptable. And for the AP, the Associated Press, to come out and cover this by claiming that it reflected the danger that women feel when they go for jogs and not mention who actually committed the murder, for the Atlanta Journal-Constitution to refer to the alleged murderer as an Athens resident and not tell you who the person actually was, it is gaslighting. They don't want to acknowledge the truth, which is young men commit a vast majority of crimes of violence in this country. Young men 16 to 40. Do you know who the vast majority of people coming across our southern border are right now? Young men. It doesn't take a rocket scientist to analyze that there are many crimes being committed in the United States today by illegals which should never have been allowed to enter this country. And so for Lake and Riley's memory, for all the people all over the University of Georgia community who are suffering, who are mourning, for her family, which I can't even imagine how difficult it is as a father of three. I cannot imagine how difficult it is to lose a child for any reason. 
but to lose a child to a crime of violence that should never have been allowed to take place in the United States if we actually enforced and implemented our own laws is frankly devastating, unacceptable, and indefensible. Joe Biden has blood on his hands, and I believe that Lake and Riley's death may finally force even those on the left to be willing to address the criminal disaster that is worthy of impeachment at our southern border and the way that the Biden administration has handled all of this. Um, Speaking much less seriously right now, polling data is out. On the Trump-Biden matchup, all today, these numbers that I'm going to hit you with, all disasters for Joe Biden. I think you're starting to see the impact of the Department of Justice report that Biden doesn't have the mental capacity, essentially, to be charged with a crime, and therefore that he doesn't have the mental capacity to be president. There's a Harvard-Harris poll out that has Trump up six points uh, in that poll. It rises to seven and eight points nationwide, the lead for Trump, when you actually add third-party candidates. Inside of that poll, and I flagged this, 82% of Americans said, we need a new president. Um, A vote for Joe Biden is really a vote for Kamala Harris because he will likely not serve a second term, uh, full second term. 75% of voters said that. The Democrats have moved too far to the left for me 69% of American voters in this Harvard-Harris poll agreed with that statement. Democrats are trying to unfairly scare the voters over Donald Trump by labeling him as a dictator. 62% of voters agree. I miss Donald Trump's policies on the economy, immigration, and crime. 59% of voters agree with that statement. Um, Look, people are unhappy. Unhappiness typically does not in any way benefit the incumbent president. So that is the Harvard-Harris poll. Maine poll, Trump up six points right now in the state of Maine. That's a state that Trump didn't win in 2016 and didn't win in 2020. Interestingly, in Maine, they have only four electoral votes. You get two for winning the state, and then you get one based on congressional districts. In Congressional District 2, and there are only two in Maine, according to this poll, Trump is up 20 points in one of those congressional districts. If if that is remotely accurate, Trump is going to get at least one electoral vote out of Maine. Up to three, he's trailing in one of the congressional districts, but based on this poll, he would win three. That's transformative because Trump has never competed or won in the state of Maine before. This would suggest that Biden is not only in trouble in Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, Michigan, Georgia, Arizona, Nevada, those are states that he won that were very close in 2020, 
Maybe he's in trouble in New Hampshire, Maine, Virginia, states that aren't typically considered Minnesota. Potential plays for Donald Trump. New Mexico, uh, worth paying attention to as we sit a little bit over eight months away from the election. Also, state of Michigan, I just mentioned it. Tomorrow is the primary in Michigan. According to a poll just out today, Trump is up 10 in the state of Michigan on Joe Biden. 10. There is virtually no pathway to the presidency for Joe Biden without winning the state of Michigan. If he is truly down 8, 10 points, 10 points as this poll says, he has no hope of being reelected as president of the United States. Um, so those are all out there. South Carolina primary results. Trump wins by 20. I understand some of you out there, you say, ah, that's all well and good, Clay. I don't trust the polling. Polling's actually been very good so far in terms of the Republican primary results. Very accurate on uh, Iowa. Very accurate on New Hampshire. Very accurate on South Carolina. Real clear politics had Trump winning by 23 points he ended up winning by 20 points and change. That's particularly interesting and in that his vote total and Nikki Haley's total nearly identical to what was expected. Uh, the reason why I bring that up is there has been some difficulty in forecasting both New Hampshire and South Carolina because you didn't know how many uh, Democrat or independent voters might end up voting in either of those polls, uh, primaries, particularly in South Carolina, where anybody could come over. It's an open primary. Uh, yet the polls still ended up being accurate. I bring that up because it would suggest that the polls showing Donald Trump with a lead over Joe Biden right now are not crazy outlier broken systems that we're actually seeing a, uh, a substantial Trump lead looking a little bit over eight months away from the official election day. Uh, so I think that factors in there. I don't know what at this point Nikki Haley is thinking she's going to do. To me, Nikki Haley continuing to run in the race makes no sense at all. She's going to get smoked tomorrow in Michigan. Then she's going to get smoked eight days from now on Super Tuesday in many states, including my home state of Tennessee. Um, I just don't understand what advice in the world she is getting and how it has in any way benefited her. Uh, finally, there is a case pending before the Supreme Court that was argued today that I think could be utterly fascinating. And that is about Texas and Florida state law. What role does the uh, First Amendment play in when it comes to social media companies? Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, all of these social media companies. I have had my contact uh, content restricted on all of them at some point in time. Uh, and OutKick has seen this happen uh, for years now just because people don't like my opinions at those sites. This is something that I testified about under oath at Congress uh, and something that we have seen as an issue for OutKick programming. I talked about this before. YouTube has pulled down our videos. 
Uh, Twitter has restricted our uh, content before prior to Elon from being able to trend. Tommy Laren, who is an employee of OutKick, has been unable to share her opinions on Facebook. It's de demonstrated that she was uh, restricted and curtailed. Um, TikTok has regularly given OutKick strikes. Instagram, for a while, said that our account had been known to share untruthful COVID-related uh, commentary. All of these things have happened. And so the debate that is in front of the Supreme Court right now, and I think it's fascinating from a legal perspective, is really what it comes down to are social media companies more akin to newspapers, that is, executing, or magazines, editorial-based decision-making, and not able to publish everything, or are they more like common carriers, say, a cell phone, or are they more like uh, even malls, which can't restrict your ability to show up necessarily and put out pamphlets or share your political opinions to their audiences. Um, I think it's fascinating. My argument would be that they are closer to common carriers and, um, and to uh, malls than they are to newspapers. Because by and large, they are not determining what opinions can and cannot be shared on a day-to-day -day basis. And more importantly, they aren't applying a content-neutral policy when they do that. But this discussion, I can't wait to read this opinion, uh, regardless of what your background is, Democrat, Republican, Independent. I think there does need to be a modern updating of existing precedent given the rise of social media. It's a very different media environment today than it was in the 1960s when most people's names only appeared in the newspaper maybe on the day they were born and the day they died. That was actually fairly common. Uh, nowadays, it feels like everybody is a public figure given how many people have social media uh, platforms and profiles. And so this case, I think, could go a very long way towards potentially redefining what is and is not permissible in a social media era. Now, Elon Musk, to his credit, has changed the dynamic, but I would say every social media site has the exact same blinders prior to Elon Musk on. There's a reason why everybody was allowed to say that COVID originated from a food market, an animal market in China, and almost no one was allowed to say, no, it's probably a lab leak. I think there's a reason why everybody was able to say, oh, everybody should be wearing masks, including two-year-olds, and almost no one was willing or able to, was able to say, no, masks are pretty much worthless against COVID, which is what the data actually reflects. And why so many people out there were allowed to demand, even under the penalty potentially of, uh, of, of government compulsion, that you had to get the COVID shot, but you couldn't say, no, let's talk about natural immunity. Let's talk about whether kids need to get it. You couldn't have that discussion. Social media worked in concert, which is a different lawsuit, Missouri v. Biden, which is going to be very fascinating. But this case as well, Texas and Florida against the federal government. Go ahead and do the reading on it. If you're a nerd like I am and you're curious what the law 
is going to be for social media companies in the years ahead. You'll want to check all that out. Uh, all right. Uh, I love all of you. DBAP, unless you need to SBAP, I'll be back tomorrow. Been having a uh, good time breaking down all of this, and uh, we will see exactly what ends up happening. Uh, and uh, this has been Outkick the Show. Thanks to all of you. I will see you guys tomorrow.